Would you take your Bibles with me, please, to the book of 1 John? If you've just joined us, we're going through 1 John verse by verse on Sunday mornings, and we've come to chapter 5. We're beginning this last chapter together. And we want to look at the first five verses to see what God has to say to us today. 1 John chapter 5. The Bible says in 1 John 5 verse 1, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. I love in the last or in the fourth verse where he says, this is the victory. This is the victory. These things that he's talking about, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. You know, we live in a day where a lot of people don't live on the victory side. They live maybe in a very uh, disconcerting place. Maybe they live in a place of depression or maybe they are despondent or may are they maybe they are discouraged maybe they are living a life that is defeated you see that more often than not not just only in people that do not name the name of Christ but people that do but the bible says this is the victory i'm glad there is victory to be had it doesn't matter what's going on in the world god has victory no matter where you live or what time period you live in, there's victory that God offers to people and it's found in these pages. Now, the first thing I see is we start in verse number one, that that victory, and it's always going to come about by faith. That's the key where he talks about verse one, he, whosoever believeth, he's beginning with that. In verse number four, he says, the, this is the victory that overcome the world, even our faith. And who is he that overcome the world? But he that believeth. So it is faith, not faith about God, not just faith that there is a God, but faith in Him, believing on Him, trusting in Him. That's where our faith is defined, and that is victory, faith. Now, now that, that, that's, that's a misnomer to some people because faith is something you cannot see. And a lot of people, they only can have victory if they see it. But that's not the victory God offers us. God offers us a victory by faith. And the first place we see that victory is in verse 1. Faith's victory in the new birth. He says in verse number 1, Whosoever, it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what you've done, it doesn't matter... Where you've lived, it doesn't matter whose family you're in, it doesn't matter who your mother and dad are. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Faith's victory in the new birth. Now, for many years we were missionaries in, in Romania and those people thought they were born as Christians. But nobody's born a Christian, you're born a sinner. 
And it doesn't matter if you're born in the good old U.S. in the South somewhere, if your parents go to church and they took you to church from a child, you must be born again. And I'll say this to you, that if, you're not, if you don't know you're born again, then you'll never have victory. You're already defeated. You know, the Bible says, if you're not born again, that the wrath of God abides on you. Nothing can ever turn out right because your eternity's not right. And you're not born again just because you're in church this morning. It says, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. You've got to personally believe from your heart. You've got to trust Him from your own heart. You've got to call out to Him from your own heart, from your own mouth, from, from your own desire, not because of your family, your parents, or, or, or society. Have you been born again? Are you a child of God? The Bible says we're the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. You're not a child of God because you take communion or you get baptized. You say, preacher, we all know that. But there are so many people that go to church and are religious, but they're not born again and they have no victory for the future and they have no victory for eternity and they have no victory in their life because you must be born again to have victory. Faith's victory in the new birth. But I'll tell you what, if you're born again, there's victory in the new birth. You know where that, that victory begins? Well, it begins over your sin. He talks about where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. And just like that sin used to have dominion over your life and reign over your life, now grace can reign in our life. When you get born again, amen, you get victory over the penalty of sin in your life and even the power of sin in your life. God gives us victory over that. The reason that people don't have victory about their past is because they've, they've not been born again. You know, God has erased my past. He has erased my sin. And so I'm coming from a place, this is the victory. Why? I've been born again. I've believed on Christ. I've got victory. Well, what about your sin? I've got victory over that. You say, what about your daily life? Well, well, I understand my daily life. But let me, just, let me just think, first of all, that Jesus Christ, because I believe in Him, has given me victory over my sin. I'm not going to suffer for my sin. My sin's removed. Amen. Guys, there's not going to be one sin led in God's heaven. Right. Not one lie. No, not one ounce of pride. Right. Well, then how are we going? You've got to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and He's got to give you that victory and take that sin away. You know, when we think about the new birth bringing us victory, it doesn't just bring us victory over our sin. Of course, it brings us victory over hell. You know, that jailer in Philippi there, the Bible says he was about to kill himself. And a voice came out, do thyself no harm. We're all here. Paul called out to him. You know what he told him to do? He told him to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And thou shalt be saved. Gave him victory over the sure death and eternity that he was going to have to face because he believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. You remember Jesus Christ at that, that sad occasion, that, that burial, and he comes, and Lazarus has died, and Martha runs up to him and said, Master, if you'd been here, my brother hadn't died. And Jesus looked at that woman and he said, I'm the resurrection and the life. 
He says, he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Jesus gave victory not over just sin and not just over hell, but he gives us victory over death. You go to that graveyard, death doesn't look like he's lost too many a, a, a battle. You know, all of us, if Jesus doesn't come, we're all headed to that, that graveyard. There's nobody strong enough to get out of that, that battle, is there? Doesn't matter how young you are, doesn't matter how smart you are, doesn't matter how many doctors you go to, amen. Doesn't matter if there's viruses or not or cancers or not. There is nobody. You're not you're not gonna you're not gonna beat death. But you know what? If you've been born again, you've got victory over death. Because the Bible says that the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God that giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Death is swallowed up in victory. For for the believer, for the child of God, if you've been born again, death is no big deal. It's just a graduation ceremony for you. And Jesus had victory over death in, in, in Lazarus's. Uh, family. And he had victory over death in your, you're in my life if you've been born again. But if you've never been born again, you ought to be scared to death to die. Because you, you're just going to go from one trouble to a worse trouble. Are you born again? Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And if you've been born of God, you've got victory. I don't remember who it was, some old guy. I remember that song stuck in the back of my head. I don't even know all the words. When I was when I was much much younger, I heard that old preacher said he's talking about his. He was singing a song about his testimony. He says the devil can't get me now. It, it, it doesn't matter what happens in my life. Devil, devil can't get me now. I, I'm saved. It, it doesn't matter what happens in my. Life. I've got victory. Where does the victory come from? Because I'm living a good life. You're a fool. There's no victory in living a good life or being a good person or being religious. There's victory in the new birth. There's victory in being born again by His Spirit. He tells us it doesn't matter what comes in your life, height, depth, any of the creatures, sword, perils. He said we're more than conquerors. Through Him. That, That means you're not only on the victory side if you're born again, you're more than a conqueror. Boy, it'd be good if we walk around like that. Amen. You know, I'd say this. If, if you were a, more than a conqueror with the stock market and every day your stock always went up. I never forget Joe West saying that. He's preaching on missions. And he said, he, he, gave, he said, every day my stock goes up. Amen. He said, every day it gets bigger. He said, it never goes down. He said, a man came to him after service and said, who's your broker? <laughs> he thought he was talking about money. He was talking about investing his life in eternity and investing his life in the Lord Jesus Christ. And your stock always goes up. You you know what kind of smile you'd have on your face if your stock never went down? You would be the most confident, satisfied person on the planet. You know what the truth is? If you're born again, amen, you're you're victorious. It doesn't matter what happens in life because he's already won the victory for you. You're more than a conqueror. Through him, but people don't live that way. What's wrong with you? You say, Yeah. Must be a drag going to heaven. Must be a drag knowing that you'll live with God forever and ever. Must be a hard thing to know that your sins are gone. 
Isn't that the song in the, our, our little book? You ask me why I'm happy, so I'll just tell you why. But people don't live that way. I've seen people sing that song with a frown. And I thought, what are we doing? If you're born again, if you're a child of God, you've got victory in your life. You ever met somebody that had a football team or a sports team that lost every game they ever played? What despondency. I mean, it used to be, it, it, it doesn't even bother me now, but you know, you could, almost, you could almost set the temperature, spiritual temperature of Alabama churches based upon what happened on Saturday. How stupid. If you're a child of God, you, you're always on the winning side. Once I drifted out in sin, had no hope, no peace within. <laughs> but what happened to me? My Savior came along and He showed me I was wrong and He placed me on the winning side. Are you on the winning side? If you're born again, you're on the winning side. You say, about what's in my life? Whosoever that believeth that, that Jesus Christ is born of God and that victory makes you more than a conqueror. Everything is swallowed up in victory by what He's done for you by placing you in His family. I see something else in our text. Would you look at it with me again? In 1 John chapter 5, he says, verse 1, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Now, the second thing I want to talk to you this morning about faith's victory, not just faith's victory in the new birth, but faith's victory in the commandments. He says this, this is what happens to you when you get born again. God puts love in your life. You know what's wrong? You know why most people are mad? Because they don't have the love of God in them. You know why why people are so full of hatred and anger? Because they don't have the love of God in them. You know, when you get saved, God puts love in you. Thank you Lord. Amen. Whether you want it to or not, He puts it in you. Thank you Lord. And He does that by His Spirit. The Bible says that when you believe on Christ, the Father hath sent his, the Spirit of His Son into your heart. And that Spirit sheds abroad love in your heart. That's why He goes from talking about being born again. He talks about loving. Because you can't love without being born again. You can't love anybody. Now, we've already talked about this a lot in this text as we've been preaching. Is He going to preach it again? He said it again. You know what that means? That means you need to get it. If you're born again, you know, you love to... You, You'd love two things. He says this in this verse. He said in verse 1, Whosoever believe that Jesus Christ is born of God, and every one that loveth him that beget. The first thing that happens when you get born again, you, you fall in love with God. Amen. You fall in love with the one that, that brought you into the family. You see verse 2, By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God. By the way, you can't love anybody else until you love God. But when you get born again, God puts love in your heart for Him. Boy, I tell you what, if you don't love God, I'd get saved. If you're saved, you ought to love God. It's a part of the new birth. It's the part of the victory of the new birth. All that hatred, all that anger, all that wrath, all that bitterness... All that animosity toward God. When you get born again, God puts His love in your heart. Your love for Him. Your love for His people, His children. 
those that are begotten of him. Everyone that loveth him, that begat, loveth him also that is begotten of him, he says. Loving the children of God and loving the God, loving God are, are together. And that'll bring victory in your life. But, but really, I see faith, victory in the commandments. Because here's the thing. Look, he starts talking, he talks about love, and he goes right into the commandments. You know what I know about Americans? They hate to be commanded. Now, you can ask me. You ever heard somebody tell me that? Tell you that? You know, they, they told you to do something. You said, well, ask me. Oh, there's something in our Adamic nature that doesn't want to be commanded. Yeah, you're right. And I'm with you. Amen. When somebody comes, there's something in me. Really? Okay. But that's one thing if it comes from a man. It's another thing that comes from God. Now, now, wait a minute. He says, this, verse number two, when we love God and keep his commandments. So he's connecting love with commandments. That's a real strange thing because there's not, there's not, very, there's not a very wonderful love relationship with humanity and commandments. Where did that come from? He even says in the next verse, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. This is the love of God. And then he says, and his commandments are not grievous. Now, I find that a striking statement. Because this is what I know about God's commandments. They're against us. They're against us. As a matter of fact, the commandments of God and the law of God, no man can even keep. The Bible even tells us that that law is, is our schoolmaster and what it tells us is we're all guilty. You ever met these people that you ask them if they're going to heaven and they say, yeah, and you ask them why and they say, well, I'm a pretty good person, I keep the commandments. That's the most foolish statement in all the world. Amen. And then you ask them to name them. And they can't even name the commandments that they're keeping to go to heaven. Right. And by the way, there's a whole bunch more than ten. The ten's just trying to sum up some things because God's got to give cliff notes to stupid people. Amen. I mean, the Bible's full of commandments. But the truth is that we've broken all of them. And the Bible, the New Testament even said that the commandments, that, that law was contrary to us. It was against us. But you know what happened? Jesus stepped in the middle of what was against me and declaring me to be guilty and that was going to condemn me. And Jesus stood in the middle of that and He fulfilled all that. And the Bible says that He took it out of the way and He nailed it to His cross. And those commandments that were contrary to me, now I've got victory over that. I'm not under the law. The, land, the laws, the commandments aren't against me anymore. Let me show you it in a different way. You say, what's that got to do with victory? A whole lot. Go to Romans 7. In Romans chapter 7, the Bible says this in verse number 1. Romans 7 verse 1. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law. Of course, in that law is contained all those commandments. 
to them that know the law, how that the law, watch it now, the law hath dominion over a man as long as he liveth. In other words, that man is constantly under the dominion and the power and the authority and control of that law. Because he's a lawbreaker. But watch verse 4. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sin, which were by the law, did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. But now, we, watch it, we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit, and not in the oldest of the left. The Bible says this, that through Jesus Christ, when you come to Christ, when you join Join yourself to Christ. When you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, He gives you victory and delivers you from the dominion of that law of commandments. And now you've got someone else you're committed to. And someone else is supposed to have the control of your life. You're married to Jesus and you're underneath Him. You're not under the law anymore. You've got victory over that. And so now you can live your life. You know what the commandments kept telling us over and over again? You're not good enough. You fail, you fail, you always fail. And if you do a little bit good one day, tomorrow you're going to fail again. The law, the commandments keep telling you that. But faith gives us victory even in the commandments. Look at, just turn a few pages over. You're in Romans 7. Look at chapter 13. This is a wonderful truth for the Christian. Romans chapter 13. Would you watch verse 8? Romans 13, 8. Oh, no man, anything. Well, better not preach that phrase, so. Oh, no man, anything but to love one another. Watch this now. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the what? Hath fulfilled the law. Verse 9, he starts listing commandments. You see this? Thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other, what's the word? Commandment. It is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Loveth worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the what? You know what the Bible says? When I got saved, when I got born again, God put love in my heart. And I've got victory now over all the law and the commandments. But that love that He put in my heart is going to cause me to be able to fulfill the law that I couldn't even do before I got into God's family. He puts love in my heart by faith. And now I can live the way God wants me to live because I'm living it from the platform of the love that He put in my heart. So when I love Him and I love others, I've got victory. I fulfill all those commandments anyway. I don't want to kill anybody. I love God. Right? It's not that I wake up tomorrow and say, Oh God, please. Help me, help me not to kill Larry. <laughs> I love Brother Larry. So God is fulfilling those commandments. I've got victory over the commandments because God's putting, put something in my heart that even goes higher than all that. Love is the fulfilling of the law. But now, here, here's the problem we have. Would you go back to our text? He said in 1 John... Chapter 5, verse number 3. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not what? 
grievous. In other words, I have a different relationship with the commandments. Before I got saved, before, I, before faith came in my life toward God, I thought those commandments were a drag. I thought those commandments were just against me. I thought everything that God said was just an awful thing that He was out to get me and I could never fulfill. But after, after the love of God comes into my life, after I'm born again by His Spirit, after I put faith, now I have victory and I look at those commandments in a totally different way. And they're not grievous to me anymore. That which used to condemn me. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about that anymore. I actually love those commandments. Mark it down. Somebody that looks at the commandments of God as grievous is somebody that's either not saved or they're so far away from God that you can't even tell they're saved. Because faith, listen, faith brings victory in the commandments. You have a different relationship with them now. Oh, do we have to go to church? What is wrong with you? Why don't you have victory in your life? I don't go to church because I'm commanded to, though I am. That's not a grievous commandment. There's something in me that wants to go there. Oh, I gotta read my Bible again this morning. Pastor's gonna pass out those calendars every year. I'm gonna feel bad about it. And now I'm really convicted because the youth pastor's telling them they gotta read it too. And my teenagers convicted me. Don't get quiet, I'll have to start preaching. Oh, I've got to do this. No, it's. If faith gives you victory, the Bible is your food. The Bible is your strength. The Bible is your comfort. You've got a different relationship with a commandment. It's not that you have to pray. We're not Catholics to go into the closet and say our little things and, and, and say our little confessions and we've got to give the prayer. No, we get to talk to God. We get to have Him to be our friend, you see. We want to have a conversation with him. Because now I've got victory in those commandments. And the moral things that God tells me to do, I don't think they're a drag. Oh, I've got to dress right. and I've got to... No, they're not grievous. You know, I was, I was on the plane flying last week and got... God bless me, he had this surgery, you know, and I was on that plane. He gave me first class. Thank you, Lord. I was on a lie-flat seat for seven hours. That that helped me. And I looked over there, and there's a guy right over there. He's a military guy, a former military. I tell you what, I felt sorry for him. I tried to talk to him. He was just drinking as fast as he could drink. Because everything first class is free to drink. You get whatever you want. He, he, he wouldn't even eat. He wouldn't, I mean, they serve, you know, you got to order your meal. He wouldn't even eat his meal. He just drank. The whole time he drank. That's so why they couldn't What do you want to drink? You know what? It's not grievous to me that I'm not going to drink whiskey and Coke. I don't even have a, I don't, I don't even have a desire for it. Amen. I didn't feel left out. 
I'm looking over there at that guy and said, man, you missed a good meal here, you know. I mean, <laughs> this is better than what you're drinking. It's not grievous that I don't drink or I don't smoke pot or I don't do drugs. It's a wonderful life. Amen. It's a different relationship well, we have to do this. That's like a kid that is spoiled that doesn't want to take out the trash. If what God tells you to do is grievous to you, you need to get to God. His commandments are not grievous. Is that what our Bible says this morning? Whatever God tells me to do, it is not a dominion. It is not a pain. It is not a hardship. It is not me cowering underneath God's rod. I've got a different relationship with that now. It's wonderful. It's fine. Oh, pastor telling us to be a witness again this month. It's not grievous. Got to give the missions, another missionary speaker... That's not grievous. Nobody holds a gun to my head and makes me give my faith promise every month. It's not hard. I don't feel inconvenienced because faith has brought me victory in that relationship to those commandments. We could get into those commandments about the home too. Well, I have to... Love, and I have to obey. If the commandments of God are grievous to you, there's nothing wrong with the commandments. There's something wrong with you. And this is the victory. Guys, if we could live on the victory side, everything that God told us to do would not be a chore. It would be a delight. We're supposed to sing and praise God, right? We're supposed to worship God, right? Amen. Shouldn't be a drag. God, is Jimmy going to sing a third song? It shouldn't be grievous to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you're living on the victory side, doing what God's telling you what to do is not hard for you. It's not a chore. It's not a difficulty. It's not an inconvenience. It's not uncomfortable. You've got victory and you're glad that you can participate. This is the victory. You mark it down. When people just do what they have to do because they have to do it, there's going to be a train wreck down the road. Are you listening to me? There's going to be a train wreck in your home. There's going to be a train wreck in your life. If you're just doing what you know you have to do because you have to do it, that's going to run out on you one day. You better let faith bring victory in your life and give a change of heart and a change of character and a change of attitude. So now it's victorious. Faith's victory in the new birth. Faith's victory in the commandments. I see a third thing that will be done. Verse number 4. 1 John 5 verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Now let me say this about the world. The world, if you're, if you're a child of God, the world hates you. That's what the Bible says in chapter 3, verse 13. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. 
As a matter of fact, James tells us in James chapter 4 and verse number 4, whosoever will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. The Apostle Paul wrote and says that we're a spectacle unto the world. We're made as filth, as the filth of the world. We're the off-scouring of the world. Let, let, let me clue you in right here. Trump is not enemy number one. If you're saved by the grace of God and you believe the Bible, it's you. It might take a little while to see that, but Bible-believing Christians to the world, we are the off-scouring. We are the filth. We are the problem. The world hates a Bible-believing Christian. And the power that's in that world. What did he say in chapter 2? He tells, told us to love not the world, right? Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, love the Father is not him. For all that is in the world. So what's in the world? All that's in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, it's of the world. So the world is filled with the lust of the flesh, filled with the lust of the eyes, filled with the pride of life. But you know the good thing about the Bible is, the Bible tells me I've got victory over all that. Amen. Amen. I've got victory over the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Because that's of the world. You know what he says? The world and everything that's in it is going to pass away. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. When the world's gone and their lust of the eyes is gone and the lust of the flesh is gone and their pride of life is gone, God's people will still be okay with God forever. We'll have victory. Victory. God says He's given us victory over the world. Over the lusts that are in the world. You You know what he says? We have escaped that corruption that's in the world. He, he talks about the, Peter talks about the pollutions of the world. By the divine nature, because I'm saved by the grace of God, God has let me escape the pollution of the world and the corruption of the world. And when they are condemned, I'm not going to be condemned with the world. And when all the world stands guilty before God, I'm not going to stand guilty before God. You know why? I'm not a part of the world. I'm part of God's family. God's given me victory over the world. Boy, that world is a terrible place. Pollutions of it. These people, say, you know, they grow up in church and say, I just want to go out in the world and experience the world. Yeah, go out there and bust your head. You'll find out real fast what's out there in that world. It's pollution. You know, we have a crazy world. Can I just preach just a second? Y'all, y'all listen pretty good, so you're helping me preach. Pollutions of the world. You know, this, this world is freaked out about pollution. Amen. If you throw a piece of plastic in the wrong place, I go in the airport and I get so confused. There's three holes. And I'm supposed to put one thing there. I just, I don't care where it goes. I, I'm not going to throw it in the street. But, but well, we're going to kill the, the, you know, the whales and the seals. and They're just so freaked out about pollution. I want clean air to breathe too, but I, I'm not going to be, well, you know, we've got to quit burning cars because it goes to the pollution. i tell you what pollution is. It's what they're putting in our brains. That's Pollution. I could not even watch a football game yesterday without pollution. I'm shocked. 
It's on purpose to pollute brains, to pollute hearts, to make us all just as dirty and slimy and filthy as anything you'd find in a sewer hole. That's the world. And it's on every station. It's on every channel. It's on every radio. It's on every corner. It's on every billboard. It's in every school. You you can't escape that pollution that's out there. You're going to rub shoulders with it. But you know what? I'm glad the Bible tells me that I have overcome the world. I have victory over all of that. As strong as it is. As prolific as it is. He says, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. In chapter 4, he talked about those false prophets that are gone out into the world. we got victory over them. He talks about that spirit of antichrist that's already in the world. We've got victory over it. He even says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We've got victory over it. We've got victory over the bondage of the elements of the world. We've got victory over the sorrows of the world. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says the sorrow of the world worketh death. But I've got victory over that. There's something wrong when we as God's people live in such a coward and a coward down way like we have no victory because of the society out there. When God says, would you look at this verse again? Because I'm going to make a point and be clo- I'm going to close. Chapter 5. Because there's one little word, one little word in the English language that makes this profound. Verse 4. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this, what's the next word? Is. The victory. Now guys, it would be one thing if God told me, this will be the victory. I know one day, the Bible says that if we're saved, you're going to judge the world. The saints will judge the world. The whole world will be put on trial by the saints of God. That's a great thing to look forward to. Matter of fact, I'd say if you went into a ball game and you knew before the ball game you were going to win, you'd have a different attitude while you played. And when somebody fumbled, you'd say, oh, don't worry about it, we win. Right? And when you look up at the scoreboard and it says 20 to nothing and you're behind, you just go to your pal and say, hey, it's all right, man, we win. If you knew it, right? Come on, if you knew it. If you were sure you were going to win, it would change how you played the game. We play the game of life like we're not going to win as God's people. It's okay, we win. You're a winner. But but this is the great truth of this text. It doesn't say we will win. It says this is the victory. That's present tense. Right now I've got victory over the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Well, why don't I live that? Because I don't always appropriate that victory. I've got the victory, but sometimes I don't live in it. All that world out there and all that it's got, all those pollutions. But he says right now I've given you the victory. And guys, listen, listen, it's not a victory that you fight for. Mm. Some saved people think they have to fight the world to get victory over the world. No, you have the victory. The Bible says the world is crucified to you. It's already dead to you. You don't have to fight for it. You just have to live in it. Live in the victory. 
You know why? Because you, you didn't win the victory anyway. Jesus looked at the disciples. They're all, they're all bummed out. They're all upset and they're all depressed. He said, be good cheer. Well, you're going to the cross, you're going to die. Be good cheer. Well, we might die too. We, we might have. Be good cheer. Why? I have overcome the world. That's a different tense too, isn't it? It's already done. It's a done deal. I'm not fighting for victory. I have victory in Jesus and liberty in the Holy Ghost. And I want to ask you this morning. Do you have faith victory over the world? Do you have faith victory in those commandments? And do you have faith victory because you're a child of God?